You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 28. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Thanks for hanging out with me today on The Lively Show. In this episode, we're speaking with Taylor Sterling, the founder of theglitterguide.com. Many of you who have been reading blogs for any amount of time have probably already heard of The Glitter Guide and actually probably know Taylor as well. She's very well known on the internet for her lifestyle website. And actually back in the day, she had a fashion blog called Sterling Style, which is actually when I started following her years ago. And I knew that a lot of listeners would be really excited to hear a conversation with her about everything that's going on and how she actually started the Glitter Guide to also her new transition to being a mother as well. So in this show, Taylor was super kind and made time in a very, very busy schedule because Taylor does not have a nanny at all. She has no outside help during her workday with her baby, Elodie, who is eight months old. So in the show, you're gonna notice a few cuts where we actually had to interrupt the show in order for Taylor to actually take care of Elodie. And then in the second half of the show, Elodie actually comes on the show with Taylor in order to finish up. She didn't want to be left out, apparently. So you'll notice a little bit of cooing from her, but I I kind of cut any other parts that might have been distracting for you as a listener. So in today's episode, we're going to talk, as I mentioned, about the birth of the Glitter Guide and how it evolved. In addition, we're going to talk about how motherhood is going for Taylor and how it's changed her in a lot of ways that she was surprised to experience. And we're going to talk about the big challenges she's facing day to day. Let's go to the show. Thank you, Taylor, for coming on the show. I am thrilled to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I know. It's a huge honor knowing that you are actually a Lively Show listener yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm totally loving it. I've been listening to my car rides to San Francisco lately, and it's just it's a great way to break up the time. And I'm loving it so far. So thanks for having me. You actually asked to be on the show. So I'm so excited to share what you wanted to share with us. So let's get started. Tell me about your journey and how you got to where you are. Okay, so I'm going to kind of start with like, an, you know, in a nutshell, what my background is. I'm from the Northern Bay Area. So Northern California. And I went to school at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I got a degree in communications. So it was one of those majors where when I graduated, it was like I could do everything and nothing at the same time. So when I graduated, I had really no clue what I wanted to do. The only thing that had really sparked my interest was I had interned at Women's Wear Daily. It's a fashion magazine in Los Angeles. And it was an amazing experience. I loved like scouting for models and scouting locations and working on market trends. That was something that I was really passionate about. But after graduation, I wanted to move back up to the Bay Area. And this was probably like 2005. And there really wasn't anything quite like that where I was living. And I hadn't, I didn't know of any experiences with that. So I ended up just in kind of some random jobs. I did some uh, recruiting and management in retail And that I did for a couple of years, but I wasn't too happy in the retail space. So after that, I ended up with some various jobs. And then the job that I had right before I launched Glitter Guide was kind of interesting for me. It was a recruiting director of a financial services firm. Really? (laughs) Yeah, which everybody is always very like, what? You worked in finance, which I obviously wasn't working on the financial side. I was working on the recruiting side, but 
it was just it was just a strange job for me to get into, and I decided to take it because there was just a lot of pressure from people saying, you know, you need more of like a corporate job. You've been working in retail, so you should really try this. So I, I mean, I was excited about it, and I actually ended up doing it for I think like almost three years. A lot of aspects of that job actually helped me in what I do today, which I realize now, but. At the time, I felt just really, really bored. Like most people who start their own business, you know, um, feel at their old jobs. It just I wasn't passionate about the finance industry, and so at that time, it was probably 2008, 2009. I discovered blogs, you know, while I was kind of perusing the internet at work, and I, it was like a light bulb went off for me. I just was like, oh my god, I can't believe I've never seen something like this before. Like I think that night. I ran home and I immediately started what was called Sterling Style, which was my personal blog. I remember that. Yeah, good old 2009. Yeah, so that I went home and I immediately started it and it was all about just me. It was like what I loved, uh, what I wanted to eat, where I wanted to go, fashion, what I was wearing. And, and I really loved it. And I did that while like juggling that in my full-time job for probably, I would say like two years. And I was having some mild success with my personal blog and I really loved it. And I loved the community of online. And I, I started thinking about wanting to do that full time versus what I was, you know, my full time job. And it was really difficult because, you know, I couldn't just quit my job. I didn't have that luxury. I had to work. I knew that Sterling Style at the time was not going to be able to fund my my lifestyle. And it, I just was trying to think like a bigger picture. And when I was trying to think about being online as my career, I just couldn't see Sterling style being what was going to catapult me to, to having a full-time career in online. It just, I wanted it to be more about the readers and less about me. I just always felt a little funny, just always talking about myself, always trying to snap pictures of myself. And so I tried to kind of think about the real reason that I, I started a blog and what really inspires me about it. And it was always more about the readers and wanting to help them, wanting to show them things that are inspiring. And, and so that's where Glitter Guide came from. It just was kind of sparked from my original passion with blogging. That was probably 2010 when I started planning Glitter Guide and what I wanted to do. But I still had that challenge, you know, of I was working full time. I was juggling Sterling style. I was thinking about Glitter Guide. And something happened at my full time job that at the time seemed kind of devastating, but ultimately was a blessing is that I ended up being laid off from the recruiting financial services firm. And I was, I, mean, I was, I remember being really upset because I wasn't expecting it, even though I had been thinking about quitting for, for months. I just had not ever thought about being let go. But now when I think back, I know that they were, they were actually really doing me a huge favor. I mean, I had really great relationships there and I'm still on great terms with those people. So I feel like they, they seriously did me a favor, even though I don't think they knew about Sterling Style or Glitter Guide or anything. Because I was able to get severance and I was able to get unemployment. And that was really my golden opportunity. I was like, okay, wait, this is my chance to really start the blog. I have this little kind of cushion that can kind of help me. And so that's what I did. So I started Glitter Guide, I think, well, just a few months after I got laid off. And I thought that I'd have to work part-time or do something on the side. But I never ended up having to do that, So which is great. So that's kind of how I got to Glitter Guide in a nutshell. <laughs> that's amazing. So how did the Glitter Guide take off so quickly? Because it had a pretty profound impact right away. Ultimately, I think it was a big part of it was Sterling Style. I mean, I didn't, Sterling Style was not like a, a mega huge fashion blog or lifestyle blog. It was not a small blog though, let's be honest. <laughs> it wasn't small, but yeah, but it was, it was mildly successful, right? Where I felt good enough about the community that I had developed 
but I didn't think that it was something that was going to really help me be full, like a full-time blogger or whatever you want to call it. Right. So I had a great community with Sterling style. So, and I had really, I had networked a lot too. So I had a lot of good friends in the industry. And I, so I think what it was, I think I got laid off November of 2010. And I, of course I had already been planning and plotting glitter guide way before that. So once I really knew that I wanted to do glitter guide, I immediately had like a social media plan since I was pretty comfortable on social media already. I knew that even if it took me close to a year to actually launch glitter guide, that I would already start creating kind of a brand and a lifestyle and just a community way long before I actually launched the website. And so it kind of created a hype. It also helped people really understand who we were, what we were going to be doing. And I think that really helped us launch with like a bang, you know, and people were really excited about it long before it actually (laughs) was alive in a sense. Absolutely. So how did the name come out? Because the Glitter Guide is such a, a unique and catchy name. How did you come up with it? Well, that's actually an interesting question because to be honest, I kind of waver back and forth about Glitter Guide's title sometimes because um, as much as I believe in it and it's my brand, I get a lot of kind of funny faces when I say, oh yeah, I have a website called Glitter Guide. People are like, what the heck is that? You know, they think <laughs> it's like a crafting site or we sell glitter. You know, it's just, it gets a very interesting uh, response, which probably is a good thing. But ultimately I was just all over the place with names and I was writing down words constantly and searching things. And I just kept coming back to kind of that core of like, what is it that I like to do? What do I love? And it kind of boiled down to, I really wanted to help people shine and give them the tools to be creative and just be their best selves. And so then I also, you know, just personally love sparkle and all that stuff. So it kind of just tied together as being something I love, plus also more than that and bigger in terms of our whole goal is to really help people shine and and be the best, their best selves. So that's kind of how it came about. Plus I love alliteration. So that was another thing because I had Sterling style and then glitter guide. So (laughs) do you still love glitter now as much as you did then? Yes. I just try to be careful about I mean, this sounds really funny, but I'm kind of selective about my glitter, if you might say. (laughs) I was wondering, yeah, because I mean, something that's a hook years ago, as you grow and as you evolve as a person, I was curious on what your relationship to glitter was now. (laughs) I mean, it definitely changes and evolves. It's kind of funny to say it. I think think as I do, especially now, like being a mom and just with everything, I'm, I'm very into the glam and the sparkle of everything. But I also feel like, and we try to do this with Glitter Guide too, is we try to be extremely relatable. It's not all colorful, sparkle, all that. It's, it's also trying to be real people. And so there's a balance with all of it, if you know what I mean. So let's talk about your newest chapter, Taylor. As the listeners are listening, they do not realize it, but we just took a little pause for a few minutes while you went intended to <laughs> LED. So let's talk about motherhood. Obviously, it's a new chapter for you. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, it's as you just re- witnessed, it's a big challenge. So LED is eight months old, and I took a little time off, obviously, when she was born, but having my own business, there's really, it's not like you get a real maternity leave. Yeah. How did you juggle that? I've always wondered. Well, it was really something I was kind of nervous about my entire pregnancy. I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, how am I going to do this? Thankfully, I have a small team and I have some really, really great girls who work with me. So we just kind of started making a plan for after I went into labor, what I was going to do. And so um, one of the girls who works with me, Caitlin, she really took over my role when I was gone. So I I tried to tell myself I was going to take three months and just really focus on the baby. And for the most part, I actually did do that. I mean, of course I had to kind of log in a couple of times and help with things, but 
ultimately I took that time off. So that was really great. Really? A full three months? Almost. I mean, it was my version of maternity leave. It's definitely not like I was totally checked out, but it was the most that I had ever checked out in like, you know, two and a half years or something. So. And right now she's eight months old and you are doing all of this now, obviously on your own without a nanny, (laughs) which I think is even more commendable. So how's that working for you? I'd have to say hands down. It's just so far, it's been the biggest challenge that I've faced just trying to juggle everything that I do and raising Elodie. Honestly, like I don't, it's not that I don't have a nanny by some real choice of it. It's mostly been one, you know, I, I kind of dived back into work so quickly that I've not even had a chance to breathe to like, be like, okay, it's time to start looking for a nanny. And the whole process feels really daunting. It's just, it's kind of like looking for a new employee in a sense and somebody who I trust enough to be in the house with me and helping raise the baby. So it's been something that I really want to put a lot of time into, which time is something I don't really have. (laughs) So it's just kind of all of a sudden turned into eight months later, I still don't have a nanny. And so every day is, is challenging with that sense. I have with her age right now, she's currently taking about three naps. Typically I get about an hour, three times a day to try to do everything that I possibly want to do. <laughs> so that's the challenge. How productive are you? Cause I always hear that people, once they have children are more productive than they ever were before. So with three hours of work a day, are you actually getting close to what you used to get done or not even close? Well, that's a, yeah, that's another interesting question. I, I mean, I just ultimately, I think I have to be more productive in order for me to be doing everything that I'm doing while having less time. So even though I may not feel like I am, I think I, I am being more productive. However, I think one of the biggest challenges for really any mom, but especially working moms who, and especially moms who are working from home and raising the baby is like, you know, planning, 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 which ultimately actually is one of my biggest challenges is I'm not a systems person. Actually, we had a call like a year ago. Yes. I know with the business consulting, I started thinking about that as how I talked about systems. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I remember we were trying to talk about systems. We were talking about emailing and I mean, if people saw my email and my desk and my lifestyle, they would be like, oh my gosh, like how does she handle it? Because I'm kind of an all over the place person. I'm kind of impulsive. Like I just, I don't work well with to-do lists and tasks. I, I never follow them. I'm always all over the place. And so trying to be more methodical and much more thought out and have systems is it's really, really been an ongoing challenge for me and something that I'm really actively trying to get better at because some days, I mean, I literally just break down because I'm burning the candle at both ends. And so that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be the best mom. I'm trying to be the best business owner. I'm trying to be a great wife. I'm trying to be a great daughter. And the roles can just feel kind of overwhelming. And so I really do want to become better at kind of compartmentalizing my different parts of my life, but it's hard because everything is so blurry. So that's something that's an ongoing thing for me that I'm, I'm trying to get better at. Do you actually find that when you do have a chance to make a little system or to build some of that space that it does help you or is it maybe just the idea that it would help you, but it wouldn't? I think it does. I mean, I think it does help. I can't keep going at this pace in this lifestyle. And, and first off, I need to have better systems. Actually, this past week, I've just been feeling super overwhelmed. So I was like, okay, the first thing I'm going to do is take a little bit of time and just organize my office and files and things that I haven't had time to do. So that, that's another thing when you have, I think, a baby and you're at home is because you only have so much time, the things that take longer, like the bigger projects where you know you're going to have to spend a couple hours on them, that's really hard because you know you don't ever get that. 
you know, unless somebody comes and helps you out, then. So that's the thing. So it's like, I'm just going to, even if it's just for a few minutes, I'm going to really try to organize my office and that just doing that, even though I'm not finished and I don't know how much it's really done in terms of really organizing me, just the process of it has made me feel a little less stressed. So it's an ongoing thing and I'm going to keep working on it, but I have a long way to go. (laughs) Yeah. How has it changed you as a person? So obviously you're trying to be a little more organized in the hopes that it will help kind of bring sanity to you. Yeah. But has motherhood changed you as a person at all? I definitely think so. I think, I think it's, you know, all the kind of cliche things that people say, but they're, but they're so true is that number one, it puts things into perspective a hundred percent. I can easily start to feel really bogged down with, with work and the stress of projects and just everything that I'm juggling. But the minute I start to feel overwhelmed or the minute I start feeling kind of deflated about something, I just look at her and what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, she's the best thing I've ever done. She doesn't care about all of these things. All she cares about is me being there for her, me being her mom and like us loving each other. And it just puts everything into perspective. And then everything else just kind of like gets quiet in my mind. And so that has been really healthy for me. And just that kind of relationship with the unconditional love and seeing somebody love you that as much as a baby loves you has been something that it's just been amazing for me. I mean, I've never been one of those people. When I grew up, I never thought about getting married. I never thought about my babies. I was always thinking about what I was going to do for work. And so it's been really refreshing these last couple of years with getting married and having a baby, just incorporating that into my life and seeing how much it's really enriched my life. And not only that, but how much it's actually inspired my work life too. I didn't expect that, you know, just, just how much having a baby too has just inspired me work-wise. That's was kind of unexpected. Tell us about that. I just mean, you know, like, okay, for example, before I ever got pregnant, I was always like, you know, I don't think, and like, even with Glitter Guide, it's like, we're not going to really, we're not a baby site. We're not going to talk about baby stuff. I'm not going to be one of those people who's all about baby stuff. And then, of course, you know, even when I just got pregnant, you just immediately switch because you just, you don't realize before, at least this is, again, this is from my perspective, but I think it's pretty common that how much it's going to just consume you and how happy you are about it. And so, I think my personal brand kind of outside of Glitter Guide has really become sort of mom focused and I'm completely happy about that. I just never would have thought that prior to getting pregnant, but now I'm just, I'm super inspired by seeing other moms and seeing what they're doing. I'm inspired by just everything that has to do with kids. And it's kind of, you know, I have a couple of ideas and a couple of things coming up that are related to being a mom work-wise. And so it's just something I didn't expect, but I'm really, really happy about it. So with your brand, with the Glitter Guide, there is such an online social media presence to it that it's got to be interesting to see how that social media side of things influences you as a mom too. Do you think the motherhood thing gives you perspective on that? Does it add extra stress because you feel like you have to be social mediaing about your child and how great you are as a mom too? Or how does it come together? I don't know exactly. That's another interesting question. I think, well, one thing I could say is that I had, like I kind of just talked about was I, it actually takes me back. It's what's interesting is one of the things with Glitter Guide is I kind of wanted to step back and I didn't want to be the face of the brand. Right. And I just, I wanted it to be more collective and about the readers and about the Glitter Guide team, but I've always had my own personal kind of Instagram, personal Twitter and things. Yeah, Sterling style. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still think of you as your own brand and you have the Glitter Guide personally. Yeah, and, and I had kind of stepped away from that whole idea for a while. Like for some reason I was kind of fighting against it. But then when I got pregnant, I just started saying, okay, I won't put all this stuff on Glitter Guide because people don't necessarily care about that. I'll talk about it and be open about stuff on my own personal channels. 
And I was really surprised. My following grew a ton just in terms of like, say, you know, Instagram. And I just found that so many young moms were following me and wanting to kind of know how pregnancy was going, how being a mom was going, how I juggled being a mom and a business owner and what am I buying? What am I trying? Like all those things. And it was just a whole kind of realm that I wasn't expecting to get into, but that I've actually really enjoyed. And I don't really feel pressure by it. I obviously don't want people to get this painted picture that I'm the perfect mom and we have the perfect life. Cause obviously, I mean, you can see that I'm juggling a lot and I'm dealing with a lot of stresses and I try to be, I think we can hear yeah. Elodie in the background a little bit, which I think is lovely because I think it adds to this whole, it's giving it really the real, like, yeah. you're really doing what you're saying to us as you're talking. I was kind of hoping that she was going to fall back to sleep again, but she's uh Oh no, don't let it go. She, I mean, it's very quiet as long as you're okay with her. Same. Okay, for those listening, uh, we actually now have a third guest on the show. Miss Elodie, our youngest lively show yeah. guest ever at eight months old, is here on the show. Thank you for being on the show, yeah, Elodie. She says thank you. She's honored. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's keep going. So obviously, this is an ongoing challenge for you. And you said it doesn't seem sustainable right now, but you're just doing the best you can to get through. Yeah, and I think I was trying to touch on before that with the social too, is that I try really hard to be as real as possible with everybody that's following me. I try to interject both, you know, inspirational type of images and what we're doing and how fun it is. But then also I'll just be real sometimes be like, look, I am laying on the floor in my, in the nursery and I haven't showered. I haven't had any food, (laughs) you know? So I, hopefully people respect that and just, you know, know, like I'm a real person too. And I'm struggling. It's not all glamorous over here. It's not all glitter, right? (laughs) No, it's not all glitter and glam for sure. Sometimes there's a little fuss up. That's so funny. Okay. So let's talk about your approach to work and your values with it since she's arrived. Because I wonder, especially, I mean, in my own deeper, dark self worries, like, will I care about my work as much when I have a baby or has it shifted for you? I'm curious. That's something I think I deal with on a day-to-day basis. And I I kind of am all over the map. I, I would say overall, things haven't changed. I'm still extremely motivated by my job. And I'm actually, if anything, just even more motivated and more excited about work. And why when it's so hard? I mean, you're trying to juggle all of this. I'm not saying that those are bad things. I just really would love to know why. Well, ultimately, it's just it's what I love, right? It's my entire passion. It's like my hobby is my job now. So I love it. And I wouldn't want to just I want to keep what I have going. And I want it to be successful. So I don't want to let that go. And so I'm always fueled by it. And I want to, I want to be successful for her. You know, I want her to look up to me. And so all those things haven't really changed. It's just mostly dealing with the, like, like today, just dealing with the day in and day out struggle of paying attention to her, making sure she's getting everything she needs and getting all that, you know, I want to read to her. I want to play with her. But then I also know that my inbox is piling up, my projects aren't being done. And so I think that's hard. And lately what I've been dealing with is, you know, how to unplug just because my life really is online. And so I've been struggling with that a little bit, feeling like I'm always connected and I'm not spending enough quality time. So, you know, this weekend I, I made a conscious effort to shut off for like at least two days and it wasn't a hundred percent perfect, but it was the most that I had shut off in a long, it was just, it was amazing. It was just kind of like, okay, it actually made me more excited to get back into work, you know, on Monday and just say, okay, I feel refreshed. I feel some clarity. I feel like I got to actually live in the moment. And so day in and day out, that's going to be a constant struggle for me, but it's something that I'm going to continue to work on. And hopefully I don't think anyone could ever really be that balanced with 
you know, when you run your own business and you're a mom, but you can strive to have somewhat of a schedule and somewhat of a plan on how you're going to deal with focusing on your family and then focusing on work and trying to make that again, like I said, a little bit more compartmentalized where it's not all blended in all the time, which can happen to me a lot. Yeah. Eventually when you choose to have help or get help or, or she just goes to school, I think things will probably sort themselves out easier as well. Totally. I think I'm in a tough phase right now and it, there's probably challenges right with every phase, but I actually have slowly started the process now of looking for help. So even if it's just somebody coming in two days a week for a couple of hours and just giving me those few hours that I can dive into work and I can accomplish a lot in a couple of hours. And then when they're gone, I can focus on her, you know, so that will be great. Yeah. You had just kind of touched on the whole idea of e-brain. And now we talked about how you listened to last week's episode about it. So it's something that you're struggling with as well. <laughs> yeah. I myself did a similar thing to you. I took two days off. And what I did to really do it for myself was I put the phone on the charger for two days. And we just used uh, Mr. Lively's phone when needed throughout the weekend. And since I don't know anyone in Austin really yet, <laughs> I wasn't worried about missing any calls. <laughs> it was incredibly liberating, isn't it? When you really just live in the moment, it's just nice. I actually was surprised. You know, I know that I'm really plugged in. I mean, I'm always thinking about what are we going to Instagram for Glitter Guide? And, oh, I'm at this pretty place. I need to take a picture of this. And just to step back for even a day and be like, okay, I'm going to actually live in the moment and really appreciate it and not look at it in terms of in a box on Instagram and just enjoy it. That was something I was so liberating. And I think most people would agree that it's really easy to get tied up in the whole online space, especially when it's like your life. It's kind of liberating too to just say like, I'm in control of this. This isn't in control of me and I can take a break and it's not going to, it's not going to ruin the business. It's not going to mean we're going to lose followers. It's actually, it's probably the best thing you can do. And if you can only afford to do it for a day, I think it's really worth it. I completely agree. I actually, I'm going to have a guest on in the upcoming weeks to talk about, she wrote an interesting post about, do you do things in your real life for your blog? (laughs) (laughs) That is interesting. Taylor, I have to ask, not to like point any fingers, but I have to wonder, have you ever fallen into that? Oh, I fall into that probably once a day, at least for sure. Really? Oh, yeah. What's an easy example of that? Oh, I mean, <laughs> as this is going to sound funny, but it's something I, I was thinking about before this call is that you're curating like a life on social media, right? And especially for Glitter Guide. With Glitter Guide being a brand, I'm obviously... I have to think every day a little bit about curating the brand and and what we're about. So even though I think a lot of people don't realize that we don't have a home office, even though we have a team, we work all remotely, we're all at home. There's no glamorous studio. And so a lot of times it'll be a pretty average day. We won't be having a fabulous shoot or at a fabulous event. And so, you know, I'll be home and I'm like, well, I need to, I I basically curate pretty scenes at home, which is, which is kind of what you were talking about. I mean, I could easily just be a boring mom at home who hasn't showered in her pajamas and changing diapers. And sometimes I will share that. But a lot of times I'm kind of creating setups to make it seem like it's a little bit more exciting than it is. And I mean, that's just the honest truth. I think a lot of us do that just so that the brand could be interesting still, even on days when it's really not. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. I think that's really refreshing. I think it's really honest. I think you're totally right, especially the lifestyle bloggers out there who are you know, really sharing pieces of their lives that people are then consuming in their social media. It's got to be a challenge to like make what is otherwise just a regular life look 
fascinating every day. And especially when you have a little baby that you're yeah. catering to at all times. I mean, don't get me wrong. We want to be real, right? But at the same time, I mean, we also want to give people what they want to see too. And most of the time, I feel like we actually do have a lot of exciting, fun things to share. And I think that we have a team now too, that does all of our social and stuff. So it's even if I'm just home and not having a very glamorous day, somebody might be traveling or somebody's experienced something or finding something they think is beautiful and they share it. So that's been really helpful too, is there's a little bit less pressure on me having a team that can help me with everything. Okay. So what would you recommend for new moms who are passionate about the work and are kind of going into motherhood? What would you tell them now that you're eight months out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think one thing I touched on earlier that again, I I'm struggling with and working on is to one be to plan, to try to be as structured as possible because you're going to be juggling more than you really ever anticipated. And it's totally worth it, but you really want to be as organized as you possibly can. And if you're someone like me who isn't naturally like that, it's going to be a really big challenge and an ongoing process. That's something that's huge. I think just be prepared to, to really get yourself as organized as possible. You know, if that just means that you have a list in front of you every day and it's like, okay, here are my top things that I want to do. Just try your best to stick with that because everything is going to get very jumbled, especially if you're someone like me who is going to do the challenge of staying at home and juggling work and having a baby. You really have to find ways to devote time to each thing and because it can all get kind of jumbled up. So the best you can, I would say, do that. And I think the second thing would be something that, again, I'm working on (laughs) is to be gentle with yourself because, I mean, I'm working the best that I can. I Like, again, I'm trying to be the best mom. I'm trying to be the best business owner. And there's just going to be areas that are going to kind of suffer a little bit. You know, for example, maybe I'm not being the best friend right now as much as I want to be. I just don't have the time. And so just be gentle with yourself and know that with each phase, different things are going to happen and try your best to give everybody the adequate attention, but just know that during different phases of motherhood, you'll get different opportunities. So be kind to yourself. I think you really walk that walk right now even just in this own show as <laughs> yeah. you've, you know, been trying to juggle your motherhood with your business. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I sound a little funny to you right now with my voice, it's because Melody is on my hip and I'm walking and dancing around the living room <laughs> while I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> I know. And that's so, it's so honest and refreshing. I think, I just, I think this is awesome. So let's get on. I have an actual reader question for you on Twitter. Girl Meets 30 asked, what is your long game? I think a general long game. It's probably kind of obvious to people. I mean, I want I want to continue Glitter Guide. I want Glitter Guide to become even better. Like right now, I'm in the process of redesigning the whole brand, redesigning the website, redesigning the content. I want it to be the best version that it can be and continue to grow and have readers really love it. So it's something I'm focusing on. It's been a kind of a process because I had the baby, but I'm, I'm ready to dive in and work on that. And I want Glitter Guide to be, you know, a great overall lifestyle brand. I would love to do, you know, a book someday. I have been dabbling in products. So I would really love to Glitter Guide to have maybe a product line down the road, but I'm also trying to stay focused and realize that even though my big goals 
are in the back of my mind all the time, they're going to happen when it's the right fit and the right time for us. So I have some big game goals, but I, I try not to get too tied up in them and focus a little bit on the day to day, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. And then this is just for me. Okay. So I feel like you are more (laughs) beautiful than ever and you're, you know, walking around the the room with a baby (laughs) on your hip and you have no help during the day. How are you working out with everything going on? (laughs) Do you say, how am I working? How am I working out? (laughs) You don't tell me you're not working out because I can't believe you. I, be. I'm not really working out. I hate to say that. I don't want to be one of those people. I'm not working <laughs> out. It's not. Um, <laughs> let's get real. Let's see. I worked out. Yeah, let's get real, Taylor, because <laughs> yeah. you're in amazing shape. So if I need to not work out, <laughs> I'm kidding. But Okay, well, I think partly. So I did CrossFit a lot before I got pregnant. My husband competed in CrossFit, so he really loves it. And so I was doing that quite often, probably four days a week or something before I got pregnant. And then I kept it up pretty well, I think up until maybe I was about seven or eight months pregnant. And then things just started kind of going downhill. I just had no interest in working out anymore. Every I couldn't lift the certain weights anymore. I mean, I'd go in and I'd stretch. And then I kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to have this baby soon. I'm going to take a break. And so I stopped. And then with my, just kind of with my recovery after pregnancy, uh, I couldn't really work out right away. So I kind of took a break again and was just, again, being kind of gentle with myself and being like, I'm not going to get all caught up in it. And probably since then, I've only worked out, I mean, this is just a guess, but probably like 10 days total, <laughs> 10 times. Really? Yeah. I, I try not to obsess. I don't weigh myself. I don't obsess over food. I Like last night, I had tons of pizza and wine with one of my coworkers who was in town and just have fun. I try not to get obsessive about it and just say, you know, overall, I think I make pretty healthy lifestyle choices and I eat well most of the time. And breastfeeding has been pretty amazing for me and it really did help me lose weight. And so, yeah, I'm just trying, I'm ready to get back into it, but I haven't found the time yet, but I appreciate you being so kind (laughs) about it. Yeah, no, I do. I feel like you're, everyone says that you're glowing when you're pregnant. I feel like you're glowing (laughs) after having a baby. Thank you. There are definitely days I don't feel that way for sure, but... (laughs) I don't know. I saw that picture of you being sick on Instagram and you still looked beautiful. I was like, I don't look that good with makeup on, but <laughs> Hey, I didn't use the hashtag no filter. Okay. The filters <laughs> help. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Thank you for being honest about that. Cause I was like, this girl looks great. Okay. So, all right, let's get into the last few questions. So what doubts or resistance have you faced in your personal life? I think that my personal life and my work life are kind of intertwined. So I think it works for both thinking about it. And I think this relates to a lot of the things we've been talking about too. So one thing I deal with on a constant basis and probably most people do is comparison, right? I think about it all the time. And I love that quote, comparison is the thief of joy. I try to remind that of myself out of all the time. Like we've talked about, it seems like everybody has this perfect life or this perfect job, or they have the perfect studio, or they're doing the perfect projects. And I try to remind myself when I find that I'm getting caught up in that and I'm like, oh, I wish I had that. I wish I was doing that. Like, why aren't we doing that? And I get all caught up in it. I try to remind myself, one, that I have no idea how that person has gotten there or how they feel about it. And then I try to remember that it's totally taking away from everything that I'm doing and everything that I love and that it's, it's, it's again, it's totally, it's a thief of the joy that I have in what I'm doing. And I get that in my personal life and I get that in my career. And it's something I probably struggle with quite a bit. It's just hard in this space not to feel that way. Cause 
I think when you have your own business too, you're very ambitious. And so you want to be doing all the things that you think are going to be amazing and successful for you, but you can't get caught up in that. And so I just try to step back when I get like that, try to maybe turn off for a little while and look at everything that I have done and what I'm accomplishing and just be appreciative of that. And that always helps. It just reminds me not to get caught up in it and to focus on the now and focus what I've done. And that always helps me. So I think most people who are listening have probably experienced that a little bit, especially in this space, if they're in the same one as me. (laughs) And just to remember that you have no idea how hard someone's working or what's going on in, in their personal or professional life. And just to take a look at what you're doing and keep your eye like on the prize and just be happy with what you've accomplished. And that's something that I continually try to remind myself of. I think that's, you know, almost to me a little surprising just because I look at the glitter guide and I'm like, you know, how could she not be, you know, super excited? But it's so human, right? That's just what we all go through it. Right. It's all relative. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So last but not least, what would you tell someone who is just starting out on this journey? I think one, and this could actually apply to motherhood, I think, and it could apply to starting your own business or whatever. I think there's a few things. I think one is make sure you have a really strong support system because it's challenging as you've probably witnessed on this call and you want to have those core people who you love and you value to, you know, even if they don't quite understand what it is that you do or or whatever, you want to have those people be supportive because let's just take it in terms of my career. It's just, it's a lot of long hours and it's time consuming and it's my whole life. And so without support from friends and family, I would not be able to do this day in and day out. I think too, I think networking is also something if you're, if you're, I mean, I guess it kind of relates to business, but in general, I think that one thing that surprised me about this industry is how many relationships that I've formed and, and how friendships have kind of come out of that. And that wasn't something that I really expected, but it's been one of the best things from this is that I try really hard to be somebody who's connected with a lot of people because you never know, you know, what kind of thing is going to come out of that relationship. Um, so if you're, I, and that even applies to motherhood, I think it's just find those people who you want to network with, you want to connect with, and you'll never know what can come out of those relationships. And it makes everything just so much more bearable too, especially if if it's someone in your industry, if it's someone who's a mom who does something similar to you, that's just, gosh, networking and and building new relationships. And that's just been the best thing for me. I I think that's really it. I think, again, a lot like what I said before, be gentle on yourself and be kind because it's a long process day in and day out being a working mom. Take it day by day and remember that you're doing the best you can. (laughs) (laughs) that's so well said thank you so much for being on the show taylor and miss elodie thank you for being on the show and being so so sweet (laughs) hopefully all of you could understand me well i'm hopefully i wasn't a little too jumbled dancing around here in my living room (laughs) yeah for someone who says she doesn't work out she's constantly dancing so maybe that's what it is yeah i'm moving around (laughs) oh yeah many new moms will tell you that the babies especially i mean she's not mobile yet So I'm probably going to get even more activity when she starts crawling. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Taylor, so much for making time with this and your very busy schedule. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really happy to be on. 
And there you have it. Thank you so much, Taylor and Elodie, for being on the show and taking the time to chat with us. If you'd like to send Taylor a message, please hop over to Twitter and send her a message at Taylor Sterling. And before I get off this episode, I have a question for you guys. If you are listening and you love the show and you want to help me continue to expand this, especially beyond the career focus and the small business focus, please let me know if you have any topic or conversation ideas or even guests that you would love to hear from. I'm really excited to keep expanding this beyond just small business and beyond just career stuff. I know it's very loved for that, but I want to keep this show evolving and growing. So if you have any suggestions or just topics you'd like to hear more about or things you're struggling with you'd love to hear on the show, please let me know. I'd really appreciate it. You can do that through Twitter at Jess C. Lively, or you can email me at Jess at with dash intention.com. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you every week listening. It means a lot to me and I hope you have a great week. <laughs>